0: How's it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine and music and how the two go so well together.
1: Find past shows all over the web on TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Feature twice monthly at riffmagazine.com. Find us on social media at Rock and Vino, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the good places. Be sure to like and subscribe. It's an easy way to get new episodes every Tuesday into your inbox. And then you can just like us anyways, because we like that.
0: And we'd greatly appreciate it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, mixing it up this week a little bit. We've had uh, a lot of guests in the past few weeks, and it just us this week.
0: Just Mike and Coco. <laughs> exactly. Today. <laughs> uh,
1: and obviously, it's been the thing everybody's talking about. We'll, we'll tie it into a bigger point, but uh, it the, uh, the Super Bowl halftime show yesterday with Maroon 5... Mm-hmm. Uh, many people are speaking about it many haters (laughs) many haters (laughs) and uh we were talking about that we were talking about doing this show anyways but then it sort of fed into it uh how with a lot of bands there's this new trend i don't know if it's a trend even just Mm -hmm. to it's almost popular just to trash it i guess in you know um there's no, no better way to put it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think people just forget that, like, you know, um, I don't know. These people, I mean, they're doing their job and um, they're living their life, whatever. And uh, they're doing what they got to do. And sometimes, you know, they make a mistake along the way or maybe sometimes they don't. But they're not like, I don't know, mind blowing. And so since you're not mind blowing, it's not mm-hmm. amazing. And they're just going to talk
1: smack. Right, right. I, I, I think in the case, I mean, we'll go into a few different bands here, but I mean, specifically with Maroon 5, I I don't know that the Super Bowl is the best outlet for Maroon 5's catalog of music. Like, they're right. not really that stadium sound, the the huge, huge songs. I mean, for what they do, they're fine. Like, yeah, I mean, you know what you're going to get with them.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it's romantic, fun, pop songs.
1: Exactly. That uh, just kind of, like you said, just. Danceable pop rock.
0: <laughs> right, exactly.
1: And I think Twitter kind of intensifies this a little bit, but there's this. Uh, everyone wants to quote like dunk on them, so to speak. And everyone wants the, the the slam tweet that's gonna go that's <laughs> viral. gonna go viral. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I think once that starts, it sort of sets what everyone thinks about it. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> it's tough to. Uh, it's tough to be the the contrary opinion in that case.
0: Yeah, and they already went into the whole performance with the whole controversy of who is going to be performing during the halftime show and how dare you because Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job anymore or whatever. It's like you know what? It's for entertainment, and we're talking about football, okay? Like football, you know? I mean, I know there's a lot of political things with it as well, of course, but in in what it like is and what it started as is entertainment. So, I don't know. I know there's a more political background to, to it, but I don't think Maroon 5 is the band to to make that statement.
1: The the funny part about it is it's sort of it put the NFL in a weird situation to it, it was Maroon 5, Travis Scott and Big Boy, which are not complimentary items. <laughs>
0: like, no. And like Travis Scott, can we just I I mean uh, what I I don't even get. What's going on there? Like that uh was I don't even know. Like Ruckus to me, his music, I just don't get it. There was fire. There was fire. I think he was in
1: the fire it actually seems a little dangerous like but.
0: mumbling too. I think is what <laughs> I got out of that, but <laughs>
1: There was a little like outcast sighting for a second with Big Boy.
0: I like Big Boy. I it thought was, Big Boy was great. That was fun. I mean, fun. you know, he's come rolling in in his car with his <laughs> big fur coat and shades on like, you know, he don't care. Uh,
1: the that sort of is where the halftime show should be but it's just kind of the the more big the the more big and ridiculous it is the better like it's just fun and totally yeah don't don't try to get too serious right
0: right and you know and like so like maroon 5 they tried to like do the whole like bring together people like one love uh their little light display you know when they had the like lanterns all lit up and um, I was reading something where, like, Adam Levine on those lanterns wrote um, some words that, like, he thought of when he decided to, like, do the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh. and Was, so, was that
1: supposed to come across on TV? Because I couldn't see it.
0: You could see them written on some oh, of the ones <laughs> when he was walking through the crowd. Yeah. So, like, forgive, love, laugh, cry, fight, Dream, educate, provide. Anyway, I'm going to stop. But wow. it, it keeps going on. So it's like he was trying to, like, um, send a message, I guess, gotcha. with his performance. But He had
1: alluded to that, to that coming somewhere in, in the performance in the week leading up. And I guess that's what he meant.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I missed it. <laughs> it. It did not click with you for a lot of people, <laughs> I think. Not. And then there was the whole, like, nipple gate, too, where he took off his shirt And everybody's like, why can he take off his shirt and show his nipples when Janet Jackson got banned from showing hers? And it's like, hers was an accident. Like, that was not intended. And um, I don't know. I mean, guys don't wear shirts all the time. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean?
1: I I understand the logic behind the argument. But I also, it's like.
0: But it also goes back to, I think, where we started off in this conversation where people just want something to bitch about.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And to talk shit about.
1: So when this first came up, because like I said, we had, we talked about this for weeks. Uh, Imagine Dragons after their college football halftime show. Yeah. Almost the same thing. Right. Like everyone's just like, why is that? Why is this the halftime show? Whang, whang, whang. <laughs> <laughs> and the article I saw from uh, from Spin January eighth uh, is Imagine Dragons the worst band ever.
0: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. and w- when I saw that my thought was I feel like this article has been written every six to eight years and f- I think rock gets kind of unfairly put into this box <laughs> that Absolutely. they're always the victim of it so yeah. w- whatever the the rock band of the moment who sort of has a little like they might be a rock band or alternative band or whatever, but have like a mainstream or kind of pop leaning, are always the one who are the the victim. Not well, no, victim is a strong <laughs> word. Jeez, are always the target of that kind of uh, people. You know that kind of talk or those kind of articles. I'm well,
0: like, yeah, what? I mean, bring me the horizon. Their brand new album. Yeah, I mean, major hate. Yes. Yeah. however, I love it. Oh, obsessed with it. So good. <laughs> I mean, I literally cannot stop listening to it and it's such a different sound from where they started
1: there's been a lot of bands doing that type of thing where it's more of kind of a pop influence sound i think they are the the most dramatic yeah a band sure. has really dove in dove in into that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah with the first time uh the first time i heard the album Uh, I, it was such, I was so jarring because it was so different in the context of what I knew them to be. Yeah. That I almost, I like the first time through, I didn't know what to do with it. I was just like, this is confusing.
0: (laughs) Right. Cause they like kind of in this, they mix together like, um, a little bit of rock, a little bit Mm -hmm. of rap, I guess, a little bit, sort of, of. um, some like techno music, right? Almost Um, like club
1: dance euro pop
0: trap like yeah <laughs> I mean it's like there's it,
1: beatboxing it's really because of course
0: yeah there there is actually yeah um yeah and then yeah it's it's it really is like you have to listen to it a few times to kind of like wrap your head around it
1: exactly it took me at least good five or six lessons before I was like okay uh okay yeah. All right. For sure. And All I think see of, what was going on here. <laughs> and
0: I think a lot of people these days just don't want to take the time to do that. Whereas before, back in the day, when you had only CDs or cassettes, I'm not going back to the A Track days because that wasn't me, but <laughs> you like literally like put in your CD and you let it play. And you, right. and it just would go on repeat, like, unless you took it out. So I think that back in the day, like, you were forced to listen to. Whole albums and whole songs, and like you know, really absorb them so that you can actually make a call on how you feel about it. As opposed to, I'm just going to listen to this song one time. Oh, this is shit. All right, done. Right, moving on. Yeah,
1: next on the playlist. Let
0: me go back to my old playlist that I created (laughs) ten years ago.
1: Exactly. (laughs) It's I. I can see why some people get. I don't want to say frustrated, but say that you. Find a band for a certain song or a certain sound, and that's what you associate with them with, and that's what you love them for, and that's that's just why you're a fan of them. Mm-hmm. I I can see why people get angry when that changes because it's just it's what they're comfortable with. It's like that mm-hmm. that is the way I associate this band or don't th- mess is, with my comfort zone exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but I it, it it it's good on these bands for you know, going for it and trying to, you know, expand what their sound is or what, you know, experimenting in new things. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's not bad to try.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I mean, this dates back to, I mean, the biggest band in the world, the Beatles, you know? I mean, if you look at their catalog, their music and their albums have changed dramatically from their very first to the very last. So it's like, that's, been a constant evolution for bands that want to continue to grow and want to you know just experiment with what it is because I mean that's what their job is it's like if you had to do the same thing over and over again how monotonous and boring would that be right right and I think people don't think about that
1: right almost what frustrates me more is when this uh, you know a band that you love or you know a really talented band and they put out a song that sounds exactly like what they're supposed to sound like and with lyrics that are like specifically written to basically for licensing to like be picked up in a commercial or a tv show and it just fits the mold of exactly what they're supposed to be it's like oh come on really like i know what this song was written for (laughs) right you would get that a lot of times with rock bands like they write a song about fighting and it would be in uh you know it would be in like the wrestling w, promos yeah, like or boxing promos, yeah. or, um, or
0: or like the the song that like pumps you up before a, a oh, football game, yeah. like an oh, anthem yeah. song. Yeah,
1: like oh, ESPN's already on the phone.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I didn't mean I know the bands have to make a living, and that's just kind of one of the new. I think you almost write songs for that more than writing like your radio single now. But yeah, um, it, it, when it's really like egregious and obvious, like, ugh, I, I don't like that.
0: Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. But, I mean, there's, I think everybody's kind of evolving, and with there's a lot of bands are, like Papa Roach, their I new album. I was just
1: going to say Papa Roach right? was another one that, that was another album too. That the first time it through, I mean, they had pre released a lot of songs, so some of it I knew was coming. But when you listen to the whole product from front to back, you're like, hmm that's different.
0: <laughs> right. Right. It was, it was very different.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's another one that I've kind of, okay. I, I, I got the, I got the idea on this one. Okay.
0: I mean, I have to say, and Mike, you know this very well, but when Linkin Park kind of started changing their sounds, mm-hmm. like I really loved hybrid theory and Meteor. Like I was one of those mm-hmm. people in that category where I was like, lo- I mean, I loved them as a band, mm-hmm. but like I truly loved those two albums. Like, right. Those are the ones that resonated with me. The most or whatever, Um, and so when they changed their sound and then they came out with one more light, like I was like, I don't know about this, (laughs) you know? Like, okay, this is not this is not my Linkin Park that I know, (laughs) and um, but then of course, you know, after listening to it and whatnot um, a few times before. Chester Mm -hmm. I started to like it and then of course after it took on a new meaning and then all that stuff so um but I mean it also opened my eyes to how close-minded that I was being with some bands so or certain yeah certain things in general but yeah with music and um and now I I just I don't it's opened my mind to being more open to like Mm. people changing and evolving and not being so like you know I,
1: I think if the change comes from a genuine place it's okay yeah. like it, if, if they're kind of legitimately experimenting or trying new sounds you know for the sake of challenging themselves or coming up with something new then I think it's really cool I mean if if you're specifically changing your sound to be like hey we can sell like a lot we can make a ton more money if we do we we have like a beat on this song instead of yeah totally
0: yeah that's not okay like have some respect okay right For yourself. exactly
1: <laughs>
0: but uh yeah i don't know craziness <laughs> so how do you fix it mike how do you how do you make it better <laughs> I, well
1: we we're saying this right before we started that i mean you look at like future super bowl performers like who's ever going to take that gig now Mm -hmm. you're basically setting yourself up to be trashed
0: yeah i mean they even trashed justin timberlake last year how do you trash justin timberlake (laughs) i mean hello he's blasphemy one of the best performers ever and uh yeah i don't know
1: it's i mean it's it sort of has progressively gotten (laughs) worse and worse (laughs) that you're just putting yourself on the spotlight in front of a billion people and and it people may i mean there may be more people like it than you realize but the the voices that you hear from on you know in the social media world or are just are never going to be kind to it so no there's there's no winning with it
0: well no i mean and, and with with social media and with um yeah like just these keyboard little nazis just saying like I, you know, I just am sitting behind my keyboard and I can do whatever I want and say whatever I want and nobody's going to come back at me because I'm sitting on behind my keyboard and not in front of somebody's face. So, but I mean, people do say stuff in person too. It's just, they're more, more prone to doing it behind their keyboard in the comfort of their jamming. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know?
1: I mean, that, I mean, it's not to say that, uh, anyone is like criticism proof, but uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In such a, you know, I think there's big a difference
0: form. between between like criticism and constructive criticism, and I yeah. don't think a lot of people, you know, do the latter.
1: Right. I exactly. I think a lot of
0: people just give their opinions and they don't like offer up anything beneficial with that.
1: It's almost. I think you said this kind of at the beginning. There's. It's there's no gray area. It's either everything was the greatest thing ever mm-hmm. or that was the worst thing I've ever like there, right. there's
0: no like eh, it was okay. Right, 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 right. Off I go. <laughs> yeah. Peace out. Okay.
1: Oddly enough, I think that started I, I feel like that phenomenon started uh of all things with American Idol oh. was where th- the focus on a single performance like we, in judging a single performance I think that idea really came from that mm-hmm. where everyone became so focused like oh they they sung that note a little bad or something like, instead of you know over the course of time a little off
0: dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly a little pitchy it's a no from me
1: <laughs> my chair didn't turn <laughs> yeah right oh, I'm mixing my shows <laughs>
0: it's the same concept <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah I mean for sure I think you just have to you get like one shot and that's it
1: I believe Eminem once sang about that. i <laughs> uh, just going to throw out like, quotes <laughs> exactly. <from> now on. <laughs> now, speaking of American Idol, yeah. this was not the transition I was expecting, but it presented itself perfectly.
0: Okay. I'm intrigued.
1: <laughs> uh, Kelly Clarkson played- Oh, yeah. You just saw her. That's right. Oracle Arena. Uh since I believe this is being featured on Riff, I'll say there's a review on Riff and a lot of people read it and it was pretty cool. Uh, so she had her show. It was the first night of the tour at uh, Oracle uh, two weeks ago. And uh, first nights of the tour are cool because yeah. you can't YouTube it and you can't find the set list. And like, especially in this, and for someone who hadn't been on the road for a long time. It could be anything, like. And so. they're
0: kind of still working out the kinks a little exactly. bit. Exactly, you know.
1: You so say you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Uh, show itself was amazing. I mean, she's super talented, so I mean, no, no surprises there. That was cool, but they did they did throw me a curveball in the middle. I didn't. Mm. I've never seen this before. Curious to see what you think. So first half the show goes as normal, you know, up all the, all the big songs, all the hits,
0: uh, all the hits.
1: About halfway through, everything goes dark and a message comes up says "Going live" and a countdown goes down. I'm like, this is different.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, so apparently, this is now a new thing every night on the tour. Huh. Uh, they just go full on Facebook Live. Oh. Uh, because apparently the tie-in is she has a daytime talk show coming at the end of the year.
0: Really. So
1: what they do hmm. is, and it went a long time. <laughs> Uh, they not only do they Facebook Live it. It's almost like a talk show breaks out in the middle of a concert. It's very odd.
0: Like is she sitting down? No, on like not a couch? not
1: no chairs. No, not on a couch. So it's it's still standing and like in a concert setting. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's even like I watched it back later. I'm like, even the camera work is like it looks like a TV show. Like, this is odd. Uh, what's it called? Uh, rock and Vino tie in. It's called A Minute and a Glass of Wine. Okay, Is it really? It really is.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Uh, Ma-
1: she talked about wine. It was very funny. I love very it. Very endearing. Yay, we need uh, to get her uh, on the show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Kelly.
0: You know you want to so, come on the show. Uh, so I think
1: the thought behind this is, I mean, not only to promote that this talk show is coming, but I think also to kind of practice and get in the the sense of sort of hosting it, I guess, and being a personality. Hmm. So the first part of it is... A song they do a song and I think it's where they she picks a cover every night and it's something new and um, you never you know it's something that changes from night to night mm-hmm. uh, So I think what did they do that night she' covered a Miranda Lambert song that I didn't know, but it was very good <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, The second part is sort of where it got odd and she basically brought out a guest like you would on a talk show and like interviewed them on stage in like a conversation. Setting
0: like during the show during the show and who was this guest? So in
1: this case, it was one of the uh, the first responders from the campfire. Oh, uh, it, I think the guy was a nurse and he drove into the fire a bunch of times. Yeah, with and, the Toyota. With man. the Toyota, yeah, the Toyota uh, guy. Yeah, that
0: guy's cool. Yeah,
1: oh, very cool. Yeah. So it, so he comes out on stage and it's probably a ten to twelve minute interview. No, or not I don't even want to say interview, but like conversation where they're just chatting on stage mm-hmm. which in my mind like I'm just looking around everywhere I'm like this is going to be tough to re- not I don't want to say recover from but in the context of like a big pop show yeah stopping it and just being like here's a conversation
0: Right, that seems, it's like, here's the intermission. It it was almost like an
1: intermission in the middle. I think the whole thing lasted about 20 minutes, which oddly would be about the length of, like, a half-hour show. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, talk, like, there's whole, like, video packages on the screen showing the truck and all this stuff, and... Mm. Luckily, that I mean, since the guy has such a compelling story, that one was interesting. I mean, everything, everyone kind of stopped and was like, wow, what a story. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was, you know, being Northern California, um, you know, it was relevant in area. And, you know, the guy has a really crazy story. And it was interesting to hear. Uh, go but, Toyota, by the way. <laughs> go Toyota. You gotta love this Toyota trucks. Exactly. And that was at the end that they gave him a gift. of, I guess that he likes motorcycles. So it was like a $1,500 gift certificate. Like Kelly
0: since. Clarkson did? Like, is she going to be the new Ellen?
1: Oprah. Uh, Ellen and or Oprah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> correct. So the guy got $1,500 at like a motorcycle oh, shop or something. Oh, cool, so very was cool, very cool. But I, I'm curious to see how over the course of a tour, like that night it worked, but I can't imagine every night of a tour yeah. taking 20 minutes of a show and just... St- Stopping and going a complete other direction. I'm curious to see how that goes. I don't know.
0: And how um, did she recover from that? Luckily, like, just
1: went back in, and it, it was there was no and it was fine. It was fine. Nobody like, fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> not that I was aware of. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, but it was just something odd. I don't want to say odd, but it just in terms of a you know an arena concert, just not something you normally see. I was like, mm-hmm. well, this is different. But I don't know how if you're playing tulsa on a tuesday night right (laughs) everyone wants to hear since you've been gone not an interview
0: (laughs) do you think that that's something that they are gonna do for every night of the tour every night yeah oh really yeah have you seen any other ones
1: uh i think the next night in la was like john legend or something who so i mean a guest in that case i think they did a duet together also so
0: it it depends
1: but again tulsa's waiting
0: Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Well, that will be interesting to see how that pans out. But, um, I mean, good for her for trying something new. Yeah, definitely. I guess. And using that platform to promote something, a new venture. What
1: what a full circle right there of experimenting with new things that people might not like.
0: There you go. (laughs) Slam dunk. I like it. That's done. (laughs) Exactly. show is done. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) I... I was trying to think if there are any shows coming up, and it's, in terms of the Bay Area, there's not a lot in February. It's a quiet February. <laughs>
0: it's a quiet February, yeah. And I think, uh, like, I don't know what show I'm going to. And I think the next show I'm going to is in April, and that's Taking Back Sunday ah. at the Warfield. It's their 20th anniversary tour. That's right. Yeah.
1: Is it 20th anniversary as a band, or 20th anniversary of an album release?
0: Band, and so, ah, nice. I think. And so what they're doing is every night... So they're playing two nights uh, at the Warfield. I'm going to the second night, but evidently, what they're doing um, every single night is rolling a dice, and that dice is gonna is gonna uh, determine what album they're gonna play. Oh wow! Yeah. So. Jeez. I don't know. So what I think that they're gonna do is either they're gonna, either they're gonna start the set with songs that everybody knows. Mm, okay. And then like. Intermission. So the last time I saw them, what they did was they played their um, new album. From front to back. Mm -hmm. And, like, everybody was, like, waiting. They're like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, (laughs) nobody knew that that's what their intention was. Like, you know, sometimes you play a song from the new album but not the whole album. So they literally were playing. They were like, yeah, we know what you want to hear, but you guys are going to have to wait. Like, you need to listen to this album. (laughs) So they played the, the album, and then they had a little intermission, and they came back and broke into all the songs that everybody loved. Nice. I have to say... That was one of the best concerts I've ever been to because the like suspense of like waiting to hear these songs that you love mm, was right. just grew, you know, for like whatever like the half an hour it took for them to play through their new album. So that was amazing. So I feel like it's going to be very similar. Nice. So That's they're going to cool. like roll the dice in the beginning, play that album, and then maybe play some other songs at the end and kind of have fun with it.
1: I, I feel like the I don't think I've ever seen a band play an album front to back, but I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool way of doing it because I feel like there's a range of emotions that you go through during that.
0: It's <laughs> because
1: true. Because they'll play like whatever the, the current, you know, you'll, they'll be the big songs that are, you know, from the album or whatever. And then there'll be the the more like obscure new songs. you would be like, I don't know if I like this idea. Mm-hmm. But then you realize that it's probably a song that they wouldn't normally play live. You're like, oh, actually, it's kind of cool. And then, like yes. you said, then you get even more excited for the really big songs, you know, this, most, the songs that they're known for at the end. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, it works out.
0: <laughs> and I actually did. I saw... Uh, oh, I mean, I just am sounding like the craziest Taking Back Sunday fan, but <laughs> I saw um, them play at the Regency. They did Tell All Your Friends, front mm. to back, and mm-hmm. that was a good show, too. Wow. The one... A show that I did want to see that was a like an album show was um, Story of the Year, Page Avenue. Uh, they did that, and I missed that show. And I, to this day, am kicking myself for not going to that show because that would have been amazing. Wow.
1: I nice.
0: think that's just fun because you know what's coming next.
1: Right. And it's it, like... When they play the older albums from front to back. Exactly. That's, yeah. Oh, definitely.
0: It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it is amazing.
1: It's like having your stereo playing in front of you.
0: It's, it, that's exactly what it's like. It's like you're in your car jamming exactly. out with everybody else.
1: <laughs> Which I saw one, um, who was it? Oh, it, there's a, a lot of bands are trying to do some of these anniversary things and some of them are better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Hoobastank is uh, doing the oh. 20th anniversary of The Reason in case you Are you're...
0: they really?
1: Yeah. Ah. So I just came across that one. I went, oh. Oh, I like that album. I don't know if I need to go see it. In its Life. entirety, but.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, Uba saying definitely had their place in time. This is true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. But it's really funny, though, going to those shows, because everybody's, because, um, like, your reaction when you're listening to a song, knowing you're anticipating what's coming up next, like, a lot of times people will stick to, like, whatever, like, the interlude is or whatever. Like, y- I don't know. Like, their reactions to that are funny like dude mm-hmm. like what do they grab onto? like what part of that song and that transition are they like clinging on to that they just like go into and go nuts right. over
1: w- when so, everyone knows it's coming everyone has their own moment that they're waiting for exactly like, oh, this is my song
0: exactly it's hilarious and awesome
1: very very cool <laughs> yeah
0: so i highly recommend it mike make it a point this year. I'm making it a point. So maybe Uba Stank is your album. That, that may
1: be my, that's going to be my anniversary <laughs> your show. Your live album. <laughs> uh, apparently, nothing's been announced yet, but uh, apparently, speaking of anniversary shows, one of the big ones this year uh, is, there were rumors swirling, uh, that Green Day is going to do a big oh. uh, 25th anniversary of Dookie tour. So. Oh, okay. That's I have huge. no basis to back this up, but other than something I read on the internet. but Have
0: you seen Green Day live?
1: Oh yeah, many a time.
0: Many a, many time. a time.
1: Not recently though. I guess okay. they haven't really played around here recently, right. but
0: I feel like that would be a, b- a pretty big tour if they did that.
1: That sounds like an Outside Lands to me.
0: An Co- culminating
1: lands. in an Outside Lands appearance.
0: Maybe. As, I could see that. Who knows? it would be really cool if they did that but like at like a small venue you oh know? definitely like kind of back to their roots kind of venue type of thing i love that
1: i always think that they're gonna show because they do those like impromptu like hey we're just gonna show up and play kind of things
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: i've always thought that they're gonna that they would do one at the phoenix here locally oh for sure uh, since i'm sure they played here a billion times a coming up
0: them and like afi oh definitely and papa roach
1: Exactly. So band.
0: <laughs> I think even Metallica must have played oh, yeah.
1: there. Uh, I believe 91 they played there. Yeah. It was the Black Album. Like It was like a warm-up tour for the Black Album they mm-hmm. played there. Craziness!
0: I Did they go under like a pseudo-name, though, when they played there? Was not it, for that one. Not for I, that one. I, I, okay. Well,
1: I was like four.
0: So. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> I wasn't there at the time. But
1: I believe they played as themselves.
0: Okay. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So it's... Anytime you get a huge band like that in a small, tiny, tiny place, it's always it's the best. Always thing ever. cool. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, I, I would prefer that over giant stadiums any day. That's true. Yeah. Maroon Five. <laughs> Fuzz, uh,
1: now that that is the full circleiest of full circle. Full circle. Their, their, pew, pew, pew. Maroon Five, their second album, they did a warm up tour and played Great American Music Hall. Did they? They did. Okay. And I went to that show, and? and it was super fun.
0: Because it was an intimate <laughs> venue, an intimate and that's venue. what kind of band they are.
1: My my favorite part of that is when you went in. I think it was like a, I can't remember. It was like a thing through their website or like a fan club thing or something. I can't remember. But yeah. for some reason, you got to go do sound check, like watch sound check too. Hmm. And you had to pre-submit a question. Uh, like because they did a little like Q and A at the mm-hmm. end of the sound check, and I remember checking in and seeing my name highlighted. I was like, "That's weird," it's they they had everyone's name on there, and I think they highlighted the questions that were like decent questions and not crazy people questions. <laughs> Do so, you
0: have a girlfriend? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: so they finished their sound check. Um, they joked that sound checks aren't that exciting because they literally played the same section of the song fifty-two times. Right. They were just practicing this one solo section, but. It, so Adam Levine gets the microphone, and he's like, all right, let's do questions. Uh, let's see. Where's Mike DeWald? Where's Mike DeWald? I was like, oh, oh God. No. No, 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 no,
0: So did you ask a question? I
1: did ask a question. So
0: you got to actually verbally ask I it? I did. Oh, right on. It was, what was your
1: question? Uh, I believe I asked who, uh, living or dead, they would want to tour with. Oh. And I think at the time, they were just about to be opening for the police, and that was their answer, was... Uh, the police because okay. they were actually opening for them wow that's so uh, so lovely
0: just their dream came true exactly <laughs>
1: that was a weird full circle i didn't expect to get to we've hit like four of them
0: <laughs> exactly all right well i think i think that's a good stopping point i we're, think we're that's pretty, probably we're pretty full circle 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 we have circled the circle
1: <laughs> do we oh we can't promo next week no oh well You're just going to have to tune in next week to find out what we're doing.
0: (laughs) It'll be a surprise for all of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody.